Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, Destin. Hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Oh, Hello. look who it is. It's Curtis. <laughs> Hi, folks. Uh, this is Zompocalypse Now. And if you recall back in the day when Dustin and I started writing these reviews and they were all written for him, Curtis joined us to give us many, many... Live tweet. He, he live tweeted the episode while we wrote the oh, review. Oh, that's right. I did. I did. I was in the Walking, the Walking Dead show, right? No. Yeah. What 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 else? Yeah, it was walking. It was Walking Dead. It was. Uh, I think you did, did you, didn't. I think you did the first season of Fear the Walking Dead with us. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I think that we had the occasional moment when when we would put some of the stuff out because we would watch back when we started all of this. We would get together in person at Dustin's apartment and have would, dinner and and watch yeah. a little bit of. Once uh, upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. I which believe, was terrible. Yeah, we would see a little bit of that. Uh, but we had a great time. So uh, yeah, so it's great to have you here with us, Curtis. Thank you. I'm I'm really happy to be back. We I miss, miss you, you guys Curtis. terribly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seems like are... we all got split up, but uh, it's nice that we have this technology. This is great. Yeah. Well, you are welcome anytime to join us. Um, Thank you. That would be great. Uh, we are, especially right now when we are in the middle of this period where we just don't have Walking Dead content uh, for Dustin and I to either really love an episode or really hate an episode, which seems to be kind of our our default for the last couple of years where mm-hmm. you know, there's been some really, really great episodes and like a giant clunker right in the middle of everything. Um, but so speaking of giant clunkers, we are talking about a movie tonight. Oh God. And um, I call it a movie. Uh, because you have to legally. Yeah. Yeah. It meets all the requirements of a movie. It's an hour and 30 minutes long. That that's a big uh, requirement. Mm-hmm. It was distributed by Lionsgate. There were minutes in there that felt longer than that, though. <laughs> there were a lot of them. Uh, so, yeah, folks, this week we are actually talking about Day of the Dead Bloodline, which is the latest so-called remake. And I stress the words so-called because this is not, in fact, a remake of Day of the Dead, the George Romero film, um, which was not actually, I think, one of his best... Uh, dead films, although it has it has some good parts to it. There's some. There's some I don't know. Things. Well, he made he made of the dead movies up until the very end. Oh no, there no, are no, some like the survival of the dead is particularly bad. Um, Diary of the dead is not wonderful. Uh, you know he he was he was making them. He was working it. That guy made so many trips back to the well. I mean, geez and Pete. It's like he had a house full of bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he he built a career around it and it worked out pretty well for him all yeah, things. Did. Yeah, it did. And and this movie I noticed in the beginning of it says for legal purposes, based on characters created by George Romero. But I'll tell you something about George Romero. He created characters. This one didn't have any in it. That's that is, uh, uh, yeah. That's pretty standard. That's that's an overgeneralization. There was one character in it. And we'll get into that probably later. That was uh, speaking of the title, 
bloodline. Did was any of you? Did you guys figure out what that was? What, what that what meant? What the bloodline actually was? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say no. I. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying as well. Yeah. A bloodline for you know, in generally speaking, a bloodline implies heritage, like family. You know. Yeah. Usually, in the case of, in, especially in the case of horror, it's usually some ancestor of yours being, you know, evil and it coming back to haunt you. Uh, is usually how this stuff works in in the context of a horror film. Um, Here's what happened. Here's what happened. The director sits down and he says, "Okay, I am going to make Dawn of the Dead, but it has to be something else." Um, what's a cool word? Oh, blood. That sounds scary. Now, Google, hey, hey, Siri, how many words have the word blood in it? Yeah, Siri they... just goes to work for 20 minutes until she gets the bloodline. And he's like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Let's make a picture. I don't even have to do this now. <laughs> I, would, I would just like to say that there was uh, a, um, a quote from the director of this film, or one of the producers, sorry, um, we want to keep it as close to the Romero version as possible. Make oh. sure his fans are happy. There are not going to be zombies climbing walls and doing backflips like World War Z. Now I, except for the the zombie that climbs walls and does backflips. <laughs> There's so many those things. Are, those are so air many, ducks. So yeah, many things wrong with that sentence. Those sentences that he strung together that actually have words in them that, that so, on their yeah. own make sense. But I mean, is is he implying that he made the movie because people were mad at World War Z? Well, so so this is not the first remake of Day of the Dead. There was a two thousand and eight one which people did not like either. Yeah. Um, and but the base the the consensus is, folks. Just spoiler alert: how this show is going to go. The consensus is, and I agree with the consensus that most critics have for this film, is you didn't like the 2008 Day of the Dead? Well, guess what? Compared to this version, that was a good movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not bad, yeah. I'm going to have to look that It's like the way now, we think of George W. Bush now, you know? Uh, right. <laughs> because this sequel is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, oh, Yeah. So let's let's get into it. This movie does something that I kind of love in the very very beginning, uh, which is a double time jump. No, <laughs> because the very first thing that happens is like this big set piece of people being ripped apart by zombies. Like yes, people are yes. running and screaming and zombies, and this girl wakes up and her shirt's all ripped open, and she gets up and she like escapes from a zombie and she runs down the street. And then it says, then it, there's a black title card four hours earlier. And you're yeah. like, ooh, ooh, excellent. It's going to be, we're going to find out, you know, the, this, is, this is taking a different direction. We're going to find out what happens to put this girl in this danger. And we do. Her name is Zoe, and she's a med student. And mm. she's working at, like, a blood bank or something. So, so there's a couple of things. Sorry, she's in the science building in the science department. Yeah, so of the, science. It, it starts, <laughs> the first thing we see where here is this autopsy, or at least this, it's not even an autopsy, it's a discussion of what killed this guy. Yeah. And I was fascinated by the description of his symptoms, which were of the common cold. <laughs> and this is their, and she's like, well, what killed him? And I'm like, um, <laughs> this is not enough information. You are, you are not, this is, you're cheating. You're completely cheating here because all what 
everything, everything killed him at this point, but with the amount of information you gave him. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I'm pretty Peanuts. sure every <laughs> medical student who who's watching this scene is just going, oh, for the love of God, and turning this movie off. Because it's yep. just... Oh, well, yeah, not man. only that, but at this, this is probably when we were getting the first dialogue, and I was like, this movie's really badly ADR'd. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I was yeah. watching, and I'm like, nobody's lips movement matched the sound. It's the, obvious they're all saying English words. The, but at the not, party? Yeah, oh, my God. The, the party? The, the, the Swedish dude? He's like, hello, Zoe. I will take you. We have the We need our cakes from the back. <laughs> and folks to be so, fair ADR she's like, i got AD, it adr is an art form okay it is there are folks who who are really really good at doing uh automatic dialogue replacement um because a lot of times what happens is that when you record a, a film you end up with por- portions where the, the audio just isn't usable and the actor has to come back in and re-record the dialogue and it's it's tough and some folks are really really good at it and some folks really struggle with it and i've had the good fortune of working with some folks in films that i've made where we've had to do adr and people have come back in curtis has done adr for me before yeah Uh, i have a whole film where uh we adr nine minutes of dialogue which is really really tough um (laughs) and and i learned how to how to do the technical side of things but as an actor it's a, it can be a struggle to do it because you have to cap your, your, you were also trying to recapture the emotion. Now, yeah, because, you know, maybe you did too much coke that day and you can't talk that fast, exactly. you know, normally. Or there's an emotional, you know, emotionally <laughs> powerful scene and, and it's really hard to capture it when you don't have another actor in front of you. Yeah, and um, you're sitting there talking into a giant uh, penis. and you're, Basically, yeah. In, a, in, a, in, a, in some cases, inside a little tiny room, yeah, uh, with uh, you know, where you're just yourself, maybe watching a monitor or just listening to headphones. Did you so, guys, as you went though, did did you were you able to accept that about the movie and and move um, forward with it? For the uh, most part, I think like once you once it stopped being a distraction, it just became a quirk for me. Yeah, because it's, it's obvious that this movie was not filmed in America. This was filmed in a little European war torn country. And so <laughs> you don't think this? Well, I thought so. Utah, they were all maybe. well. They have all of the actors, all the extras, and bit parts are played by like Romanians or something. And so they had to <laughs> ADR all their dialogue because they <laughs> oh, weren't God. speaking. They were right, speaking English fair. phonetically. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Well, it is, is, it I is may happening. be Swedish, but I can do his dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think once you get past the fact that every now and again you're clearly getting audio that is not recorded in the room that they are in, and that's the it's it's oh. a, it's, a, it's a twofer. So not only does the dialogue not actually match up with their with their lip movements, but periodically you can hear there's differences in the quality of audio from person to person. Mm-hmm. And um, not only that, but tonal tonally the sound was really weird because they were in the party, but there was no music. I yeah. didn't hear background oh. people talking. Hold it up. Was... This is okay. The, I'm glad you mentioned the music from the party because a friend of mine is supposed to be in this movie, Ian oh. McNeese. I looked on IMDb and, and Ian McNeese is listed as the DJ for that party, which has <laughs> no music and no DJ. <laughs> so, well, that's so the, awesome. Good, the good news is, is that and the chick from Tara Reed wasn't there either. 
Uh, the, the chick from uh, American Beauty wasn't in it either. But the good news is, is that your friend got cut from the movie. That's the good news here. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, I'm glad I got that 200 yes. bucks. Okay. He's like, <laughs> right. he, his so, footage is on the cutting room floor, and he's like, woo! Yeah. It's weird, because he's like, he was in, he was like in Ace Ventura 2. You know, he was like the sidekick guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, so he's, it's not like he doesn't do anything. He was in the original pilot for Game of Thrones playing Daenerys' uh, dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and, but they recast him for that. Cash that check, too, so he wasn't too happy. He was in Rome. He was the, but anyway, this guy's got some pedigree. And I was like, what in the hell is he doing in this movie? And it turns out he's not. So great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jonathan Sketch and Sophia Skelton, who play Max and Zoe, the two main characters of the film, she is a British actress who's done a couple other little things, but Jonathan Sketch has been in everything. That dude has been in just a shit ton of stuff. He's a character actor, and he's, I mean, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, Ray Donovan, the remake of Prom Night, uh, you know, just... He's got an IMDb page, though. You know, that's what we're right. saying. He's got, some, he's got some credits. And that's cool, but... Uh, well, when know. I saw him initially, like, he was, he's enough of a character actor when, that when I saw him, when he appears as Max, I was like, I know who that is. And I had to, yeah. to Google yeah? who he was I had to be him while watching the movie, but we're getting you know off topic. But yeah, we're allowed. He, he's um so so poor Zoe is a medical student and she's working in the science building for science. And, uh, <laughs> she under goes, scientist. She, yes, her job is to take blood samples from like plasma platelet samples, right? And there's this one guy who's like obsessed with her and keeps coming in to see her. And she <laughs> complains to her boss. And she's like, look, this dude will not leave me alone. He even like was outside of my house one time. Like, I do not want to do this anymore. And her boss is like, but he's got such great blood. Come on. It's okay to be sexually harassed at work. And uh, <laughs> so Zoe has to go and it's Max. And he's like the super creeper. And he like touches her inappropriately and he's like carved her name into his arm you know and what they handled that that they set that up real nice in this yeah, movie i agree yeah that he's this real creep he is gross and he doesn't like her and she had or he likes her and she doesn't like him and she had to be has to be rescued by a friend uh because he's just so up on her like stuff now, we also should point out that in this medical building, uh, these are the only people in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the girl There's who has... There's no one the, over the age of 30 in that building. The girl who has complained about this, this, this uh, volunteer giving blood um, who has, makes her uncomfortable has no one around her. No one yeah. is, like, standing in the room to check. The only reason something terrible hasn't happened to her at this point in the film is because her friend wanders in. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then later, uh, there's a party. They go to the party. And, uh, and there's guys, no... like, the party. I'm... <laughs> And there's, you know, like her, her girlfriend, her, her friend has this really 
douchey boyfriend. And so they're like, oh, and I'm thinking as I'm watching this, like, oh, we're, these are our characters. These are who we're going to be following the girl and her friend and her douchey boyfriend and Max the creeper. And like, but no. Uh, Zoe and the douchey boyfriend go down to get some beer out of the morgue where you keep the beer. Is that the only cold place in that whole building? <laughs> yes, yeah. in the science building for science? Apparently. Of course. <laughs> not, in, fact, in fact, not a single individual um, with a medical degree has an office fridge or a place where they store right. any other kind of samples. You just have to keep it with the dead people. Right. And of course, that's when you know zombies happen. And I love, I love in movies like I'm, I'm guilty of this because I wrote one of my favorite scripts that I've never, uh, I've never done anything with because I'm a procrastinator. Uh, was one of those like they go to bed one night and they wake up in the morning and there are zombies. But this is even <laughs> better in my opinion because like she was just down in the morgue like two hours ago. And there were no zombies, and now she's back in the morgue, and the guy she was looking at trying to figure out his cause of death is a zombie. Yeah. Let, let that be a lesson to you folks. Vague and undefined symptoms cause zombies. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah she goes, there's really no explanation for how. No. Yeah. No. no. But there's knows. also no explanation how Max actually ends up finding her in the morgue. But they do immediately know that it's a virus. Right. Right. So she... I think, my, I think our yeah. point is this, the script isn't really that well constructed as far as story. <laughs> yeah, of, of, that's of true. The, of many of the, of the issues with this movie, one of them is, in fact, there is a, they, they think they have a script. Yeah. Oh, and here is, uh, folks, we have a late arrival because I don't know what she's doing, just twiddling her thumbs and not joining us here. <clears throat> After we've started recording, <clears throat> Sabrina. There she comes. Hi. There she is. Hi. There I pushed the button, right? I pushed it. Yay. Oh, look at you. <laughs> uh, I folks, know. We are we are joined by Bree Henderson, also known as Slutterbell the Every Fairy. Because uh, I'm just like you, only a fairy. That's right. And uh, <laughs> despite the fact she's late to the beginning of recording, I'm uh, sorry. We are very, very happy to have her join us because Bree is awesome. And uh, so, Bree, we've, um, I, I guess you didn't get a chance to watch the film. No. So, you didn't even get a taste. Didn't watch oh, the trailer. Um, so you're gonna have you're gonna have to be jumped into here. Fair, we're still fairly early on, early on in the movie. So just to quickly recap for you: bad yeah. ADR, not developed script, uh, uh, unlikely situations leading to to ridiculous uh, events. Okay, now you're caught up. <laughs> yes, and zombies. So now yes. you're caught up. So uh, yeah. So All Dustin, right. take it away. So, so yeah, Max finds her, like, how did he get into, like, obviously the secure levels of the science building for science? Because he's, like, in the morgue with her, and he's like, Zoe, I love you, you're gonna be with me. And then, like, starts, like, visit, like, like it's, it's not even like a, he just, like, now it's the rape. <laughs> like, yeah. 15 I minutes. I don't know somebody who loves them, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, he did carve his name into... He did carve Zoe's name into his arm as well. 
So, you know. I was like, really? And you're going to name her Zoe? I mean, it should have been like Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lacey Ann. Like. <laughs> so then, you know, she's fighting him off, and then she like stops fighting him off completely because she's like behind us, and it is the fat zombie that she was looking, she was working on a earlier. Zombie. A big zombie, a big man. Oh, I was, was a, a bat zombie, and I was like, no. a bat zombie would be more interesting, actually. Right. No such luck. Well, we're, we're How do you even know? This, I mean, this movie goes completely <laughs> off the rails. By the time you know, we talked about how bad it is, and I agree, this movie was bad. But by the end of it, I was so fully on board. Um, what was I going to think? So, so Max is attacked by the zombie, and Zoe escapes, and she go, she like goes back to the party just in time to see everybody attacked by zombies. And her, she tries to save her friend, but then she is like ripped apart by zombies in just that hilarious like bad cgi way why, why is everyone's blood pressure 140 pounds per <laughs> oh square inch every yeah, everyone is like there's a hose attached and they are just like turning on the just on, sploosh <laughs> there's just like it's you guys remember, do you guys remember uh the old monty python bit where it's like a it's like a a, a party and everyone there's a guy playing the piano and they're playing badminton and then it's by, but it's directed by sam peckinpah and so every five seconds, one of them gets like horribly murdered or uh, like an arm comes off and like jets of blood are just flying across the screen. <laughs> it is so damn funny. And this is exactly what I was like. I was thinking like, and if it says directed by Sam Peckinpah, then somewhere there's a Monty Python uh, royalty check getting paid <laughs> yeah. here. Um, Peckin, Peckin, Peckin. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that's how you say it. Peckinpah. I, I like it. No, I love I love weird names. Like that makes me happy. Yeah. You like Thurston? That's a weird name. I do. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get off topic again. So anyway, uh, Zoe escapes. She gets out the window. And how old and is she? Sorry, I missed that. Part. She is one of those. Uh, she's a she's a medical student, uh, mm-hmm. and so she's probably in her late mid twenties. She works at the science building for science, but she's only a medical student. Science. Got it. Yes. Um, So she escapes, but I guess immediately passes out because now we're back at what we saw originally, our first scene of the movie, the zombie craziness. Because, you know, she, I guess, gets her head bashed or something. Because now we have our second time jump to, like, two years later. (sighs) She's got brain problems then. Right. <laughs> well, and then, then we get voiceover because Zoe is telling us that she escaped. And even oh, though she voiceover. was just a lowly medical student, she's like the top medical provider like that, at this base. It's like every zombie movie voiceover too. It's like, and then the times got really hard and we had to hide in this place and try and to like do our research. On the side of the road, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was very, there wasn't a lot of new ideas. And then the yeah. best part is, is that not only do we have this really, really bad voiceover, uh, and to give her credit, she does a decent American accent. Um, and where is this from? Well, it's, it's an American-made film, and we don't think it was filmed in America, and the lead actress is British, uh, okay. but she plays an American. 
We also get a tour of the location, which as someone who does production design, yes, let me just tell you, this is not how you make fences to protect yourself against hordes of the undead. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is literally, if you fall against what, you can see Look, the these guys, guys. These guys spent their entire wad on special effects. They had right. nothing left after that. And mm-hmm. I think that may have come as a surprise to them. Yeah, you, you are literally looking at people who are playing zombies who are holding onto this fence, who I can literally see doing their best not to lean heavily on the fence because they're afraid <laughs> they're going to knock it, it up. That, yeah, that, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, Zoe has to run within like six inches of this fence repeatedly. Yes, her, her jogging. The uh, isn't, she, isn't the first. These things are still there the whole time, like. like Forever? Yes. Yeah. So and the world zombies have, have uh, they've, they've overtaken the world. Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay, okay. So, I know, I this yeah, is- there's about 30, 30 or so of them. Yeah. Now, in, in, in fairness, these folks are supposed were- to be out in the middle of nowhere. So, sure, I mean, you know, the idea that, you know, there wouldn't be that many zombies around that they haven't already killed, except the question I have is, why don't they just kill these zombies? Yeah, I mean... Is there a purpose to... Well, you have to have zombies to show that there's a zombie threat and to demonstrate that the people who are running this entire compound are morons, although they will demonstrate that for you. I don't know, appear. but I, I, here's, here's a problem that I have with, with the morons. And we'll get... Well, no, I will talk about the problem later. <laughs> so anyway, um, Zoe is, needs to get some, some medicine for a sweet little girl named Lucy who is who is child in a horror movie sick gotcha. that okay there was something that made me terribly uncomfortable about the sick child oh what was that the way it was shot the way the first scene with that sick little girl was shot uh-huh. it was, I didn't it, see the sick little it girl. was like <laughs> it, there was like a i don't know tim did you did you could you tell it was there was like a creeper vibe to it it was well, like well, there's okay. There's there, okay on a on a on a level of being uh, a, a father, a level of being uh, somebody who has you know female friends who I care about. This film has got so many things wrong with how it. I mean, it's got the whole rape as a trauma backstory. It's got all these things that are just like these are bad, creepy tropes. This film right. has got this film is chock full of things that. If yeah, want, but it, but that should. particular scene, it felt like it was an accident. Like the director really was attracted to this little girl. Well, there's okay. So, <laughs> so on one hand, the stuff actually shot. The stuff actually shot in the room with the kid, um, actually has got some of the best camera work of the movie. Which is that's what I'm saying. Because that's, they I don't think, have enough room to do anything. Right. <laughs> but and here's is, another. But I have to. They filmed in one room. Yeah. There's a good, I think there's a little little bit of really good world building for this. A a little bit. Just, I have to give this film credit a little bit. The girl is sick and she might die. So she has been quarantined away from everyone. She's locked in a cell and there's a guard in front of the cell. And that I thought was really cool because it's like, it shows that if this girl dies and becomes a zombie, they're prepared. Oh yeah, like they, they like they've kind of been there maybe before. Yeah, this is this is, this is a this is a sign of logic that they will not display. 
again. Again. Well, I don't know. There are sometimes the the Miguel, the leader, like, <laughs> like <laughs> when Max gets brought in and he is like, we need, why do we have this zombie in here? We need to kill this zombie. Like, you know, I was constantly like, yes. So Zoe needs to go into town to get medical supplies and Lieutenant Miguel, and they're not, they make a point of saying that they're not real army, which what are they? Like, you know, French Davidians. Right. Uh, He doesn't want her to go because it's dangerous. But then Baca, who's Miguel's brother, he like convinces them that he should go. So they take a contingent of guys out to go. And and they're not just just going into town. They're going back to the the Medical Institute for Medicine. All right. (laughs) Yeah. This team of of 20 somethings. There's like, Everyone is twenty something and super hot, and I'm like, this is not the zombie world I want to be in. This <laughs> this means I'm next. Right. Oh yeah, we we all died early in this in this yes. zombie, but in, you know, apocalypse here. None of us survived it clearly. Oh. I ain't buying that because you know, no offense to any twenty something that's watching, but you're really dumb at that age. I'm 48. I'm dumb at this age, but I'm not 23 years old dumb. I'm 48 years right. old dumb. I try to explain that like to my stream and stuff too. Like when guys come in, and they're like, "Would you date younger younger guys?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." I'm like, God, you got to talk to them eventually. Mm-hmm. It's like well, I, mean, I talk to them, but I wouldn't. They're always like, you know, and you want to, and I, but, but we don't share share any of the same things in common. Like, right? I'm more in common with 60 year olds than I do with like. Well, the good news is, is that nobody in this film shares anything in common with anyone who's actually thinking rationally. So anyone who's alive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so the so the team goes, and then they immediately break down. Like the moment they're out of the complex. And the funny thing is, is like, well, I guess we need to camp here and try and fix the engine. It's like you have another car. Like you can all get in it. You will all fit. It might be a touch cramped, but you know it's you know it's not <laughs> a car. So, they yeah. rented that car. They're not just going to leave it there. <laughs> well, you know, someone's going to come along and jack it. Sure. Right. Oh, but it also one thing I didn't do during this movie, which I'm glad. No, I have. I've had a radiator blow, by the way, which is what happens to this. Um, That's what she said. Sorry. Sorry. Did Free, you crawl up on top you. of the uh, motor and? What, is going, what are you doing, Dustin? I was I, I heard Breeze, that's what she said, and I said, This is for you, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh it's just one of those like, yeah, should the girl has to crawl up in the engine to try and fix it. And it's like, why? How? Why? How well, I, just, I, I have no idea exactly how she fixes the radiator from the top of I I I, and it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we could. I mean, if we're going to get bogged down in in automotive issues with this movie, we're going to be here all night. Right. Well, I mean, clearly it wasn't a concern for anyone on set. It's like, did, did she's messing with a carburetor? What, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, we don't have to worry about her for very long because as soon as night hits, zombies attack and she is immediately killed. We don't need a mechanic, you know. <laughs> Oh man! She actually survives at this point in the film because the first person to die is the why is the only older character. Oh right, the guy with the wife. I thought he died in the town. Oh, oh he, well, yeah. So they, they they get to the town. Sorry, Bree, you're so pretty. 
It's, I mean, you know, because we talked about creeper vibe earlier. Yeah. And I'm getting that for you right now. I just feel so creepy right now because you're pretty. <laughs> gonna, oh. wrong. And since your name is only four letters, I mean, the short version, I could easily carve that into my arms. Exactly. And- but, but Curtis, Curtis as, as, a, as a director telling you your performance right now, I believe you want to go with more of a, you're so pretty, Brie. You are um, than, than really just, you know, and front taters. A little, little breathier, I think, really. Um, so go. Let me try this again. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, hi, Brie. Yeah, oh, uh, oh. Mm, hi again. <laughs> and that reminds me when I'd be like, like, Oh, hi. <laughs> like you. Well, uh, God, that's not my love. You're so pretty. There you go. There you go. That's it right there. I'd yeah. like to talk to you forever. Well, that yeah. is not how Zoe reacts to Max the first time that he tries it, and definitely not the way she reacts. Then she sees him again at the mm-hmm. science building for science as a zombie. Yeah, yeah, because they get there in the medicine room where she was needing to be. Yes, well, it's because he can find her wherever she is because they're connected, they're bonded, they're <laughs> they have <laughs> no, that's a right. That's right. They're, oh. they're in a film where things happen because the script says things happen. It's so if I bite Curtis, then we can talk to each other like through our blood when he's in Kansas and stuff. Yes, that's I think exactly how it works. Didn't he say something like? Yeah, I like it when you pre- penetrate me. When she stuck him with yeah. the needle. Didn't yes, he say I that? So. Yeah, that's along some... those lines, yes. Because he's because he's very subtle in his, oh God, this person should not be around anyone who potentially could This is why I don't like I don't let actors change words in my script at all. I didn't there's no additions. Yeah. I don't I don't allow it. Because it's never a good idea. Because you know he was sitting there going, you know, it would make this really creepy if I said something like, hey, I like it when you penetrate me. You think that'd work, you guys? Okay, let's just do that because I'm apparently in charge now. Well, like, I, no, 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 I, just, I let people change it like if it doesn't sound like how they talk. You know? Right. Like, if somebody has a better wording, I'll it, accept yeah. a better wording. And it's, I'll even accept ad-libbing sometimes. That is so rare, though, because actors really aren't that smart. Or, or literate. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> actors stabbing through the internet. That's what that was. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm an actor. That's my primary source of income, by the way. So I don't mind saying it. It's true. I'm not smart. Well, I, would, I don't. I would be doing something else if I had one more IQ point. At this particular point, though, looking at this movie, I think that. It's safe to say that if they had let the actors just ad lib, yeah. it would have had a better movie. Would have been, been a, would have been a better movie. Oh, you know, I'd kind of like to see that movie. Or, you know, it's quite possible that a lot of what we're seeing is actor ad lib just because they Those, just had the it's like ad lib. Yeah, ad lib rehearsed and then one take. You get yeah. three takes. You get to ad lib it and then you get to rehearse what you just did and then you do the take. I think and I'm then doing you move one on. take. I make everybody do everything in one take. (laughs) You know my Slaughterville video. And how do they turn out? They do. Well, I got a nibble. I'll definitely say that. They're they're Uh. spontaneous. And (laughs) 
Like, I, I, I would rather. Well, have but you're not, you're not trying to create an atmosphere of fear or you know things like right. that. You're, you're having fun, and you do that so well. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, this was trying to be a grown-up kind of experience, and it didn't really land. Okay, so so when Zoe sees Zombie Max, I you know you know usually this would be the moment at the end, the very end of the zombie movie, where the girl, the traumatized girl, comes across the her attacker as a creature and dispatches him. Yeah, but, like a revenge. Yes, but some for some reason none of that enters into Zoe's mind. She's like, "Hey, Max." What's going on? Like you seem to be kind of with it, and, and Max is like, <laughs> "Mine," but he, but he won't bite her, and so she thinks there's what? something there's something new and special with Max. Uh, and yes, so, first of all, he's making noises that sound like words. Nobody mentions this at all in the entire movie. By the way, the yeah, first, they, they, the they first, really don't talk about it. The first zombie who actually seems to be speaking, and nobody mentions this. Secondly, away in a way that basically draws the other zombies to the to the other people there and gets one of them killed. This, of course, will be become a recurring theme in the movie, where every time she does something, somebody dies, so, so that somebody else can blame her for getting somebody else killed. Despite right. the fact they are in a world where zombies are are you know attacking them right and left. Um, immediately everyone decides that she is the one responsible for all these grown-up people with guns dying poorly. Right. Because, well, because she needed medicine for Lucy. Yeah, so yeah, they should have blamed the little medicine. girl. Nobody's blaming that little girl. Little girl shaming. All those people got killed. Oh, and then the, the best part. So, so they get away, they escape, and they get the medicine, and they leave, and Max somehow follows them back. Oh. But when they get oh, oh, oh. to the bottom of the Oh, right, of I remember. Car. Yeah, yeah. He climbed up into the, into the wheel well of the car, or like on the back of the... Miles, you know, hundreds of miles. This is, this is like, you know, outside their range of safety to go. It's supposed to be a long way away. But the dead guy... Hangs underneath. It's like okay, sure, sure. Yeah, of course he does. Of course, he's a parkour zombie. Yes. <laughs> so, so Zoe goes and gives the medicine to Lucy, and Lucy's immediately better. Just like oh, no, she's I'm, like oh, this is that, great. Thanks. That was unpleasant, and it's over completely. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get this great montage of people like doing stuff, and Max like sneaking into the camp. Like he he like goes into the woods at first, and then there's like these kids are playing soccer, and one of them kicks the ball into the uh, into the woods, and he goes to get it. Great, there's gonna be a clown in there. Oh, oh, but wait, (laughs) wait! Not only that, but they're playing next to the fence with the zombies at it, right? Because you know they're yeah, just right next to it. Do this, right? And I was so like I at this point at this point I had kind of given up on on like having any kind of realness happen for me in this movie. So I was just kind of accepting like going with the role like this is bad. I'm just gonna and I was like if they kill this kid if this if Max eats this kid I will be one hundred percent in on this movie. <laughs> and of course they don't. The, These days, you know, a soldier comes and saves him. Yeah. 
Well, but not only that, but all the other kids just wander off, leaving this kid there. They abandon this child who has walked off on his own. Nobody says, hey, where's Timmy? They don't even do that. They're just like, ah, screw him. Let him die. Survival (laughs) of the fittest. I mean, you know. uh, These children. Uh, One of the Branch Davidians, I don't know, maybe he's just wandering around and finds him. It wasn't like he was looking for anybody. Right. He's like, Timmy, you need to get back in the house. And, you know. Didn't you hear the thing? Right. Maybe Timmy doesn't have a good home life. And- He's like, I lost my ball. And then the fella's like, I'll find it for you. Just get out of here. And uh, so it takes him two dog. seconds to find it. And then he dies. Right. And then, but of course, the, here's another thing that kind of was, I was wondering about, because we never see that guard as a zombie again. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Because. Because and then the later so Max like sneaks into the compound and like hides behind a jeep and like jumps on a thing and like it's like <laughs> how is he doing these things he's Wait, dead let's let's hang on let me ask you a question about the rules of these zombies because it seems like that they didn't really have to shoot them in the head they could break their neck and they would die right right um, so if your body is damaged enough to where you would be dead anyway you're just going to be dead. But if you get bit, then you get sick and you become a zombie. Is that about right? I, I don't think there's any actually defined rules in this movie. Right. Well, and, and most Romero-verse movies, the rule is, is, is the Walking Dead rules. Everybody's got the zombie virus in them. If you die, you're going to become a zombie, I believe. Correct. I'm not. I honestly am not sure at this point. Uh, it's, it's unclear. No one knows because some <laughs> of this stuff blurs together. How would we find Fine. it out? Well, I mean, looking at if you if you go to the various places where you could look up information about this particular film, um, there doesn't seem to be an actual set of guidelines that they establish. And the one thing they do point out is that Max is not completely dead, right. which is yeah. again a Monty Python thing. And I'm not sure if that's intentional, but it might be um, because well, the, we have to wait because we have to wait yeah. because. First, Max spends a lot of time like crawling through air vents and like nobody hears this except for one guy apparently. And like he kills a couple of people who again never show up again. And so at this point, I was like, this could be I was like here's another thing it could be interesting. Max is a zombie, but when he kills and bites people, they don't turn into zombies. Maybe that's cool. But then later, the mom shows up as a zombie, and he killed her. Right. But anyway, so so Max gets caught, and at that point, Zoe realizes that Max followed her, and he's she's like, "There's something special with my attacker zombie, so I want to experiment on him." And so this is where the movie gets weird for me because the <laughs> ri- is it right here, right at this point. Well, this is this is the part that kind of well in the original. In the original Dawn of the Dead, there was a doctor and there was Bub the zombie, and he was trying to reverse the effects of the zombie whatever on Bud, and it wasn't working, and, and but that was the character. But Zoe, in, you know, becomes that character in this movie, and which I thought it. was really, and that was an interesting thing, an interesting change to make. An uninteresting change, though, is that Bud was a fairly sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. You actually, you felt it, bad for Bud. Well, the the thing is, is that Bud is not was not a particularly malevolent zombie. He actually seemed to be fairly docile, and he actually seemed to be fairly he kind of engaged with the world around him in a way that would kind of made him an interesting, a 
for a zombie, a very interesting character. It's actually one of the best parts about the original movie is the character of Bud. Here, of course, we have the... We have the reverse op- reverse of that, which is a character who has no redeeming qualities, who is basically just, I'm I'm sort of dead and I still want to rape you. And you Oh know, God. That's what that's when I that's rape. when I, I fell off completely. Because I was like, okay, so a zombie wants to get laid so bad <laughs> that zombie even wants- even in his zombie state, he still wants to get laid by that one person. This is, I was like, okay, well, if they're going to explore the depth of his obsession, that would be, that would be great. And then he's, then he's captured and immediately that storyline's over until later when right. he licks her on the face. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the ultimate turn And I have to give whoever did the the makeup credit because the Max makeup is actually really creepy. I thought that was just awesome. Like the way that when he smiles, like his whole top lip cracks open. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! I really, really liked that. They that's that where their mad, budget that... went. That's where the fence budget went. Yeah, and, that, uh, and it was really it was kind of a masterpiece. It was great. Well, and this is one of those things where, considering how much um, uh, the actor has been involved in projects over the years, how many things that he's done, this is one of those moments you look at it and think, how much when you look at the rest of the movie, right? And you wonder how much an actor might have actually sat there and said to the makeup people, do this. And I have no idea. But he actually has experience in, you know, making lots and lots of content, you know, as a performer. And he's produced stuff and he's written things. I mean, he's, he's doesn't just act. So, you know, considering how good his makeup looked compared to a lot of the other makeup in the movie, you kind of wonder, you know, who was responsible for making him look that good? Like I have my own, my own. Maybe like, because I mean, there's there's a distinct difference between, you know, how he looks as a zombie and what all the. I mean, I'm not just saying that that there's some really ter- there's some pretty decent, especially for a low budget horror movie. Right. Pretty decent zombie makeup in this movie. Oh yeah. But his is like a step up from everything. I mean, it's actually really it's 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 a one thing I can say about this film that I thought sat there and went that's really effective. It was clear to me that that's where they felt the most important aspect of the movie was going to be because they didn't spend any time on anything else. <laughs> right. Well, it's like if you're planning a wedding, you know, it's like, what are your main area? You know, like I want a good picture. So like I, I spent, we spent more money on a photographer, you know, just got to blow the water on the photographer. Well, you want good. And, then, we'll, good. Uh, and then my buddy's got a warehouse downtown. We can do it there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Actually, we did do it in like the bottoms. Like I have dumpster pictures. Like, <laughs> but it was really well, chic and edgy. Well, so, that's, that's, I mean, that's how you got to do it. Sometimes it's not. It's not all the money available to you. Well, okay. I, 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 I my dress at the at the pageant dress store. Anyway, I'm sorry. Off topic. I didn't mean to. But yeah, what so, we video for. So, <laughs> Zoe begins experimenting on Max. And they're what like, what are the experiments? I don't, that's what I was just about to say. The experiments are very unclear. It's a lot of her standing around talking to him and looking in a microscope. She likes to make blood sandwiches with glass a lot, I noticed. She right. did that like seven times in this movie. Well, this, this, everyone knows that all you have to do to solve complex medical issues is look at things through microscopes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. That's like science. It's, right. She did work at the science. I just science cured cancer. Science, so. 
It's like, ding. Seriously, no one's no one who studies cancer has looked through this microscope. It's so clear to me now. <laughs> now she thinks she thinks she can use his blood to make a vaccine, but Miguel, the the so-called leader of this group, yes, um, he uh, he basically says you've got forty-eight hours to do it in because that's how science works. Yeah. Oh, it's like the first 48, like, if you don't, then... Yeah. Oh, at 40, yeah. What, yeah. Was his, what was his beef? I mean, it was like he was mad that somebody got killed on the expedition. Like, that's never happened before. That's his job. His job is to be mad at Zoe. Well, he's a... See, the, here's the thing. He's a lieutenant, and there's no other command structure. There's no right. one above him. He's so, in charge. Yeah, right. Why didn't he call himself general? Yeah. Well, see, you're thinking way too hard about this. <laughs> just like in your wildest dreams, this is you're in charge of a thing and you're going to be lieutenant. Yeah. Right. Great. So, well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. He didn't want to be too, like, he didn't want to come off as, like, too. Well, he's definitely a little tin pot dictator. I mean, well, and the thing is, is that, I, you know, there were, there are things that they could have done to make it, make it less I'm mad just because I'm mad because they established that. Baka is his brother and it could have been I want to protect I only have my brother left I need to protect my brother but no there's even that he's like fuck you Baka oh yeah he yeah. threatens, to, he threatens to, to straight up murder his brother like three times in the movie right it's like this is a this is a, a complicated relationship you guys have and you're serving in the same pseudo military unit what exactly is going on here? <laughs> this, Look, this we could... made this army up, so I get to make the rules. <laughs> you know, I'm in charge. Let me make that clear 90 times. So again, going back to the original film, the, the implication is, is that all the military people are cracking up. Right. That, that they are, they are, they are, and it's in some degree, it's the standard trope, but this is all back in the 80s. So this is sort of the standard trope of, in a situation like this, the military immediately turns into psychopaths. And well, I think that we also have to remember that in the original, it had been years. They had been trapped in this facility for like, right. Ten, you know, the movie was made in 1985 and you're supposed to, that's the cool thing about the Romero movies. It's they are taking place in the time period that they are, they are being made. So the original night of the living dead, which was filmed in the sixties, right. second, you know, they're not, they're saying that it has been decades. They've been trapped in this place for decades and, you know, slowly but surely they've lost more and more men. And that's why they're going crazy because they're losing, like they, this is a fight they are losing. They used to have they have a huge warehouse in the original. This is what makes the original classic where bloodlines is going to be a footnote in the original. There is a huge warehouse and one couple, a gay couple, lives in an RV in that warehouse. And it gives you the idea, you immediately know, this used to be full of people. There used to be tons of people here, and they have all died. And you can just read that through context clues. This is a losing fight we are in. And in this movie, like, you don't get the, the one part of the one context clue you get is this kid is sick, lock her up, because if she dies, she's going to turn into a zombie. 
That's the only thing that you were able to look at it and read. Everything else is like show and are just like, don't trust the audience. Tell them outright. And it's, you know, it's bad. It's terrible. And it's terrible. And it's bad. Like Dude, I think that's I think that's the major the, the thing that this director maybe needs to learn for his next movie, which I'll probably watch just to see. But Compare. you have to trust your you have to trust your audience to know what's going on. You have to let them fill in the blanks. Otherwise, they are completely detached from it. Well, but if you're going to build a world, if you're going to do world building, you have to actually build a world that's makes sense within it doesn't the world can be completely nuts but it has to make sense within its own context even in, yeah. even like a psychedelic nightmare movie there's you know it's got internal rules that that it functions by yeah Here, I, do, I just felt like this was a movie that could have very easily been made in kansas city by the people making films there oh the yeah I mean, well it could have easily been made there but it, it, it would probably be about the same quality I think that the, well, it depends on who's doing the production design because I'm not having fences like that in, in any zombie movie I'm responsible for. Right. And I feel like you've graduated past I, IFC. I'm talking about like I just, IFC. I just, feel like, I just feel like people, like, why would you want to put your name on something? Well, but again, remember, remember that in, in so many of these movies, for all the fact that we're being brutal on this movie, and I think it deserves it, the folks who showed up and do, do, did the day-to-day work, the actors and the and the the crew and all these folks i mean you know i i don't i i think sophie skelton in this movie she plays zoe i think she's awful in this film mm-hmm. she's actually a decent actress so i'm not i'm not blaming her she, for her performance in here this what she gave us is what the director said yes to yeah here's the thing about writing dialogue which is where this movie really suffers is you have to give something that the actor can chew on Right, and it, and if you're just repeating, you know, like there's zombies. Oh, there's zombies. Well, that's not very fun. Well, and, and you so, look at someone like Jeff Gum, who played uh, Miguel, the the lieutenant. You know, the director said yes to his performance. These mm-hmm. were, you know, what every final say. I mean, you know, so I mean, these are these. I'm not saying that these guys are a lot of the. Well, a lot of these actors are just not good. Um, they're very flat. He cast pretty, and that's what pisses me off about it. Because if he'd have, if he'd have varied the ages and cast people who were character actors, this would have been fantastic. People would have made choices about their character. Which that's what you get from from you know somebody like Jonathan Sheck, who actually like, exactly brings a lot to Max. Oh my God! Yeah, he's by far the highlight of the film. Absolutely. And it's, and strictly speaking, it's not his fault that. Max is such a terrible character that he actually is playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the best with, with what he's got. Right. So let's let's be very very clear here, folks. We are we are you know we are not done trashing this movie because there's much more to to, to brutally uh, tear apart. <laughs> we should but, move forward. But right. we it's it's not it's not the actors or the crew that we are we are uh, unhappy with here. They are they are doing their jobs. The folks behind the movie, there's the blame. <laughs> so anyway, you know, crazy stuff keeps happening. And, and you know, finally, like all the, the like random, the, the one person that Max bit, who turns out to become a zombie is the mother, is, is Lucy's mother. And she attacks somebody and then all hell breaks loose and the zombies are coming and you know it's Wait, just there's also there's also the bit where they she needs a she needs a sample from a zombie so they open they 
they do what is possible. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. I was. Yeah, the absolute dumbest way to open gate and let zombies in. Uh, and I mean, this is, this is, these are people who apparently have never opened gates before or ever dealt with zombies in groups of more than two or have ever actually seen a movie where people open gates or deal with zombies they, in groups of more than two. I thought they would build like a little cattle thing. You know? Right. Yeah, like a, a run. Yeah, you could just send them down the chute. You or, know? you know, or but they're opening know. a 20 foot wide hinged gate. It's not even a slider. Like, come on in, guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here's the question I have Why do they need a live zombie to do this? She's just drawing blood. Or she, why can't she walk up to the fence and stab a zombie through the fence and draw his dumb blood that way? They're all crammed up against the fence, Tim. Well, you know, this, this would be apply, asking people to apply a series of logical thought processes to what they're doing, So, but they're not because they basically just need a way for the zombies to all get in. Right. All that stuff about, I'm in charge, I'm in charge, that came right from the director's mouth during the whole thing. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's like well, don't you think, hey, I am in charge. Right. We are going to open a 20-foot wide gate and let one zombie in. That's call, the, call the six friends that you have and get them in makeup immediately. <laughs> hey, hey, Tony, what are you doing today? Hey. Well, um, so yeah, I like all the uh, things happen. Yeah. So the zombies get in, and everybody's mad, and and Miguel, the lieutenant, wants to kill Zoe, but Baca won't let her, and then Max gets away, and it's just like all the craziness is happening, and in the middle of that, Lucy finally decides to leave her cell. And so she first she runs into her mother, who's a zombie, and then she runs into a guard who her mother bites and he becomes a zombie and meanwhile all the other zombies are attacking everybody in the little tent village inside and so lucy's running around in her little white nighty like you know and zoe's trying to find her and and, oh, and then max saves max saves lucy from her mother by breaking her mother's neck and it's like well hang on a second <laughs> I where loved. Did, did, did did I miss the bit where uh, uh, Lieutenant Fabulous tries to make uh, uh, his brother jealous? I think oh, they're oh, I think I they're into it. each other. I think oh, they. Yes, we didn't talk about that. So yes, so because because <laughs> the, the, the Lieutenant Lieutenant everything makes me angry. Um, <laughs> fighting with his brother about because he's like Zoe is terrible. I love Zoe. Zoe's awful. He's like, you know that zombie? He's like, gotta go. They knew each other. They have a connection. They have a past. And then her, his brother goes to Zoe and in, you know, guys don't do this, alright? If a woman has a traumatic event in her past or an ex-boyfriend, you don't need to know the details unless she wants to tell you. And then, when you demand the details and she tells you don't yell at was, her. She was assaulted by this guy, and so she has complicated feelings about needing him for medical experiments because, you know, he tried to rape her uh, because rape is not, a, you know, rape is a backstory. Um, then That's how you uh, get strong women, Tim. I, I, they survive I, sexual assault. I'm aware that is how it has always, that is how the world actually works. 
Um, and then, <laughs> and then, and then afterwards. Please tell people you're joking, because if they yes, can't joking. That, yes, am... that is obviously a bad, it's a bad trope. It's and we've come across it so trope. many times in horror, you come across it so many times in horror movies. Yeah. It is that the. Zombie, I think it's okay. I mean, well, but the thing is that, you know, there's, there's a shorthand you do when you are, when you're making a movie, there's all kinds of shorthand tricks you have to do because you only have so many times. The problem is, is and, and yeah, Dustin, it, we see it here in horror, I think more than almost anywhere else except Lifetime movies, um, is if a woman is sexually assaulted in her past, it is, it is a critical thing that you have to have be, you know, a defining moment. Now, this is, this is a terrible thing in the real world, but in fiction, it becomes this, like, building block of a bad storyline. And it doesn't, it's, oh, it's so, it's, if it's written well, it can be really, really powerful filmmaking. 99 it's, not, it's, it's a gimmick it comes off as gimmicky 99% yeah. of the time it's a gimmick and here so she tells she sits there and goes you want to know what happened this is what happened and he sits there and goes why didn't you tell me gentlemen word word little note here when someone tells you that the word next words out of your mouth are why didn't you tell me the next words out of your mouth is i'm so sorry what what you know what do you want me what how do you want me to to help you how would you like me to proceed with this? Um, yeah, because the, the, so she's what is it between you and that zombie? Look, I think you guys have been making time with each other. So I'm just oh, she tried to re- is that oh, for him. Yeah, yeah. It's so awful. It's it, the writing in that scene. Well, the okay, the writing specifically in that scene in this movie is just painful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so bad. Anyway, hey, 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 sweetie, we got a new zombie. Oh, yeah? Does he know we're dating? (laughs) (laughs) They don't, like, I feel like people write a script and then they're like, okay, let's do the movie. And they don't, like, go back through it or. This is, this, this is my problem with filmmakers that I actually know. Well, see, this is something that. They're not writers. They're passionate about movies. Right. Dustin and I have talked about this on on the show before. You make a movie three times. Yeah, you, you, when do. you write it, you make it when you shoot it, and you make it when you edit it. You've, you've, mm-hmm. you've written it three different times. It's different kinds of writing. It's different kinds of storytelling. But you have a chance to change your story, you know, from, from the moment you put pen to paper to the moment you do the final, final cut. You have a chance to shape your story and catch mistakes. And if you're going to ADR as much of your movie, <laughs> you're going to put voiceovers in your movie. You have ways, not, you can't, you're clearly not going to be able to solve all the issues with this movie. This but sure are, is great party. I hope no zombies show up. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, where were we? I was, oh, so Lucy's escaped and the zombies are all over the place. And this Zoe, big battle, big battle. Yes, big battles happening. It's the, it's the climax of the zombie movie. And it's and, a combination of really, of, it's a combination of really fairly decent practical effects with like oh yeah flying everywhere and aside from the blood jets that happen and some really 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 terrible cgi gunshots Mm -hmm. where people are get shot in the heads and their heads don't even move oh yeah yeah oh there was that one uh that one gal like half of her neck is missing via cgi which was a really cool shot and then he the, the dude shoots her in the head 
and and uh but he doesn't it's the cgi guy who's doing the bullet thing oh and then she kind of slides down but you can still tell that she's still alive and fine kind of <laughs> but she doesn't know like, it's like the lights yeah. don't go out the right. lights don't go out well and that's i mean we haven't we haven't talked about any of the supporting characters in this movie because they're so interchangeable and so ridiculously yeah. unusable like you know this guy and this girl have been together as like partners in this pseudo military thing for the whole movie and like him having to kill her when she's bitten by zombies has no emotional effect at all on anyone yeah. like oh my god yeah 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 okay. Yeah, no one cares. It's just a, it's just a, a, a chance to have a moderately cool effect. Yeah. So Lucy, earn that shit. gotta earn it. Lucy, Lucy decides that the best way to escape the zombies mm-hmm. is to run out the big doors mm-hmm. where that, all the zombies are. Yeah, she just bobs and weaves through them, and they don't even, they don't even care. And so Zoe goes after her and Max goes after Zoe. And then, you know, I don't remember at this point, had Baca been bitten or not? No, no, because see, the, the, basically when all the zombies are coming in, uh, both he and his brother find themselves facing off against uh, the hordes and they both end up getting bitten. And then his brother gets torn to shreds and you like no sympathy. Right. You have to like your characters. I mean, that's why Breaking Bad worked so well because you liked, even though he was an anti-hero, you know, you liked the character. And like, in the original, in the original night in the nineteen eighty-five Day of the Dead, Captain Rhodes is such a great, like he's the main villain of the movie. And so when he's killed, you have that feeling. You, that's where you get your catharsis. Bub escapes. Bub wanders off because he's not, the villain of the movie is Rhodes. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a really decent example. And this is one of the reasons why some people look at this film over time and it, it's not a great movie, but it's got, it's got its fans, is because they, not only do they earn things, but it's also one of the places where the, the humans are the real monsters trope uh-huh. uh, actually works. Right. Um, it, you know, sometimes it's a, the walking dead has a problem with this from time to time. Um, but this actually, it actually worked fairly well. The, seriously, if you guys have not seen the original version, um, it is worth checking out and recognizing that it is not the greatest piece of filmmaking, but in terms of having characters that are at least interesting, yeah. It's actually got interesting characters. I mean, it's it's a thing that happens in that movie. That's one of the problems I have with this movie is that I really don't, I'm not rooting for anybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, at this point. I mean, I, I'm not even rooting for the zombies to win because... You're like, I just don't, I have, I'm apathetic about the whole thing. Like <laughs> for, the, for the last 20 minutes, I was just, I was really showing some, I think some really strong character getting to the end for you. So that I could talk about this with you. And I was going to fast forward through parts, but then I was like, oh, God, I can't. I can't for these guys, for them. We appreciate your sacrifice. We do. Yeah. Um, You know, and and unfortunately, it's not even like last week where we were discussing, you know, Corona zombies, where um, even though it's not remotely a good movie, we were entertained. 
so so all these things are happening all the zombies are inside everyone is dying terribly and uh max uh so zoe and lily get outside and max follows them and apparently zoe has the time to get herself entirely covered in mud inside this greenhouse oh yeah they just kind of crawl down into some dirt how does how do you do that Uh, dig a six foot hole in like 13 (laughs) seconds (laughs) Because they're just every greenhouse I have ever been in has has a has a, a hole you can jump in to cover yourself entirely in dirt, so that you can right. disguise yourself as dirt, so that when the zombie comes to kill you, I mean it's it's a I default. It's, it's a default of greenhouses. I'm not. I'm surprised you don't know that, Curtis. Um, well, but- I can tell you as an actor, if the director said, "Okay, today's the day you're going to jump in this thing, and we're and I'm going to get some PAs to just cover you with potting soil." It'll be really loose. I'm bold. Nope. That's not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> no, sir. So this is when this is when our zombie movie becomes a slasher movie because Zoe and Lucy are running around trying to escape from Max and he is stalking them through the woods in this, you know, very slasher movie way. Didn't you say he was a more sympathetic zombie? No, that was in the original. Max oh, is the oh. bad zombie in this. Yeah, no, Max. Oh. Max is Max is a rapist zombie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's bad all the way around. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, if this movie was called what? What is the main title? Dawn of the Dead. Day. Day of the Day Dead. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Rape zombie. Rape zombie. Rape oh, I can't make that into a song. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> Better, it's more accurate than Bloodline. So so Zoe gets the upper hand and she she stabs Max and then she disembowels him and then she chops off his head and then apparently all the other zombies are gone. Yes. So and not only are all the zombies magically gone, but Zoe was right. Max's blood is actually the cure. And so she's able to synthesize a cure and they send out uh, oh, and, and save Baca. So Save Baca. Now and I have to I have to give the movie credit. Because there is one line in here which I thought really stood out because it was like from a different movie. And she says, you know, something along the lines of, I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that this is the, the, my test subject is the man that I love. And I'm like, this is an interesting concept. She it still loves him? Movie. Even though he's a rapist? No, oh, no. no. Baca's a different guy. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. Sorry. Insensitive boyfriend who asks, why didn't you tell me about your traumatic past, which I had no business of knowing unless you decided you wanted to tell me. Um, that guy. He survives being bit because she saves him with the, with the magic uh, power of screenwriting. Um, and uh, because you can synthesize a, a, a vaccine to zombieism in 48 hours because, you know, screenwriting. Fine. No, science. She went, she went to the Science Institute of Science after all. I mean, come on. Clearly they have a, you know, they have a great degree program. Um, and so apparently, despite the fact that she and Lily and Baca are the only survivors as far as I can tell. Um, well, there were a bunch of other people in the background, like planting crops. And we know that the guy that shot the girl with the big neck wound lived. Well, and of course, all the children who we saw throughout the film earlier disappeared during the giant fight scenes. Mm. So uh, clearly they survived in some, for some reason, uh, as opposed to being little tiny, you know, lunches. Uh, well, but, repopulate the earth, right? I mean, I guess from a really tiny gene pool, apparently. Um, 
And then, of course, despite the fact that nobody else, they, the, the film basically opens with them saying, we haven't heard from any of the other survivors in like ages. Zoe starts broadcasting that we have the vaccine, but they're, they're probably swarmed. the only people left alive on the planet. So, you know. But what if they're not and then they get swarmed? Well, because the, the film basically ends with the standard sound effects of zombie growls in the distance. So ah. it's literally a, and now we have the, and here's our hope spot. And it's like, right. <laughs> oh, they, they screwed. Oh, it's just the, and then it's, it's, it's done. And then the movie ends and you're like, that was a thing that I watched. Well, I mean, if you think about it in in a storytelling kind of way, um, recently, zombie movies haven't had a lot of, like, happy endings. Like, because, okay. you know, because you have to assume that if zombies have happened, then that means that it's basically over for the Earth. Yeah. And so... I thought it was interesting that this one get, had a little tiny bit of hope at the end. They had found a cure and they were willing to share it. I mean, I can think of, I mean, uh, I am legend had literally the exact same ending. This is not anywhere near as good as the bad parts of I am legend. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if you, if you, the girl with all the gifts is a very interesting take on zombies. Oh, yeah. And that has a, a happy ending. Well, and it's also got, well, I think it's got uh, what, uh, at least one book that follows on beyond it in terms of yeah. tells, tells another story in the same world. Um, so, yeah, that's the movie, folks. That's what this is. I, I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this film to anybody. Um, Watch the original. Go watch. I mean, yeah, that's my. my I think my summation is is uh, if you stumble across this movie and have no I'll idea about it, just you know, whatever. Do do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> this. I mean, about this film. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to be anything that you'll ever remember in a week. I won't remember this conversation. I, I saw the movie over a week ago and I had to be reminded about stuff that happened. Yeah, it's it's it is just not That's even that's When are we doing that. the next one? What are we doing next? Can we, we haven't do decided yet. We haven't decided. We'll have to we'll have to come up with something. There's there's a couple of uh Can we do more. something classic? Um Curtis, have you seen Train to Busan? Who? Train to Train Busan. to Busan? No. Oh my god, Curtis, it okay. is probably one of, you know you know That's, i don't believe in favorite movies right this might be one of my favorite movies i've okay, watched folks, it five times and what's right, it so called train to basan and train it, to uh we're so folks i think next week we're going to talk about train to basan because curtis hasn't seen it and dustin and i both love that movie right. where's basan it's um, in korea it's a korea it's a it's a, a a south korean horror film about zombies and it's actually a really, really fantastic example of how to do the genre right. This week is an example of how not to do it. Next week, we'll talk about uh, how to do it right. And it's got a sequel, which is getting really positive buzz. So uh, we'll have to, I have not seen the sequel. Uh, I don't think it's out yet. It's not out yet, uh, but I'm excited about it. So that's that's a rarity when it comes to a zombie movie. So uh, well, thank yeah. you for having me and thank you for inviting me back. Yeah, oh. thanks for letting me crash too. 
where you know curtis we, we you've been here almost from the beginning and um pretty pretty close to the beginning of this whole zompocalypse now thing so it's great to have you back yeah oh, thank you uh, and uh, and like i said you're welcome anytime brie of course it's always great to have you and you are also welcome and folks um you know brie, next, next week i'll be in movie. kansas city so and i'm also healthy as can be so if you want to do this and have me in the room with you yes let's do it and the pig there we yeah. go so there's a plan um so Folks, if you can find us, of course, on social media, you can find Zompocalypse Now on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you've seen Day of the Dead Bloodline and you love it, we'd love to hear why. If you've seen it and you feel the same way that we do, we'd love to hear that as well. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you guys in any case. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Dustin, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. And remember, you can find us all on social media. I'm at the Night Dusto on Twitter. Tim is Timothy Harvey on Twitter. Bree, what's your, okay, where can we find you? So I go under SB the Every Fairy. And that's Twitter, Instagram, everything, everything everywhere. Is now SB Look the up SB the Every Fairy. She does some really, really funny stuff on Twitch and on Instagram. Jeez, and uh and this is Bria is one of those people that that decided she wanted to do something really special and unique and is making it happen uh curtis where can we find you if we wanted to look you up on in the social media uh you wouldn't i, would, oh. I don't allow that never um, mind then go follow Bree. she's way better there you go so all right folks thank you again we appreciate you guys listening and we will be back next week with more zompocalypse now hooray Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.